What's up, everybody? Thanks again for stopping by for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, whoever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod. My YouTube is at March4thPod. My website is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. So that means if you made it here, you found us somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition out of March 4th with Mike Baum and Badcast. As you're hearing this, it is officially the final week of 2023. I hope that this year has been a really good one for you. And if not, I hope that you are already on your way to visualizing a, a better 2024, whether that's a better version of yourself, whether that is uh, goals that you have, things about yourself you want to change for the better, a new business idea that you have, getting in better shape mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, man. I hope that everybody is really looking forward to a brand new year. I know that I am. Um, when I look at 2023 and I look at where I am at the end of this year compared to the beginning of the year and where, where I look at where my life is even now compared to where it was three years ago, man, it's, it's kind of a trip. I don't know if you guys are like me, but uh, I'm an introspective cat and uh, I have a tend tendency to, uh, to reflect. Uh, some would say overthinking and some would be correct, but um but there are there are times where it's good to reflect, man. And uh, you know, when I look at the past three years of my life and the amount of change that's occurred, it's kind of wild, man. I think there's been more changes in my life since uh, 2020 than any other three or four year increment in my life over my 35 years, man. And I'm not saying that like, oh, woe is me, play the world's smallest violin for myself. I'm just being real here. Like I said, I'm a bit introspective, and it's the end of the year, so bear with me. Um, but I say that to say, you know, one thing that I've I've really discovered in my 35 years, and not that I'm gonna like wax poetic here because uh, I still have got a lot to learn, but um, the the only constant really is change, man. But I say all that to say it's been a it's been a pretty solid year for for the podcast, and uh, on an individual level. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just really grateful for the circle that I have. So for those of you listening, you know who you are, who have stuck by my side over these past couple of years. And I know it's been a weird few years for everybody with the pandemic and everything. Um, thank you. You know who you are and I love you very much. And thank you to all of you who, who listen to this podcast, man. Um, uh, people who tell their friends about it, people who like and subscribe and share people who really believe in that message that I'm trying to spread of, of March 4th, persevere, move forward overcome you you have the power within you to do great things um and and we're all stronger than we think and lead with love be good to people that's very much my message on here and it's it's cool to see it, it grow incrementally over the past couple of years um and i've not really uh done a whole lot partially out of fear i can admit um to make it bigger and that's kind of one of my new year's resolutions to uh to to go into 24 is to so to put more time in to help this thing grow, you know, and, and, and understand that I don't need to be afraid to water this garden because it's part of me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I went to school for 
you know, communication and journalism and, and did that work when I was younger, as many of you know. And, uh, you know, I love music. And even that's the great thing about this show is it goes beyond music and, and you know, from colleagues and business owners and friends of mine and stuff. Like, I really try to mix it up on here to give you guys conversations about people who are, who are um, you know, persevering and, and overcoming and moving forward in their lives just to, just to show you that you have the ability to do that too. So, you know, life is what, what we make it. And, you know, some people are dealt a better hand than others, but at the end of the day, it's how you play that hand, right? So I really hope that you guys, if you are introspective or a little overthinky like me, it's okay. Uh, it's a good time of the year to, to reflect. And if you didn't have a good year to hit the reset button, we all get that opportunity here uh, going into 2024, man. You don't have to wait till January 1st to start making those changes. You can start doing it now. And, um, I just hope that all of you know that you're loved and you're worthy and you're worth it. Um, and, and it's okay to be a little scared of your dreams. Uh, cause if they didn't scare you, they, they wouldn't be big enough. And I'm not the first person to say that, but I'm old enough now and wise enough now with the things that I've gone through, both good and bad, especially these past three plus years that I feel like I can say that and understand it. And it doesn't sound cheesy. So I hope that everybody has a great, great start to 2024 a happy new year. I hope that everybody's had a great holiday season. And, uh, you know, speaking of people who are doing big things and people who are overcoming and people who are, are, you know, affecting the world in a positive way, this week's guest is, uh, it's just such an awesome way to close out 2023. She is a very talented singer and she's somebody who cares a lot about mental health she is none other than Jacqueline Spencer. She is a singer based here in Nashville. And in addition to that, she is also the founder of Mental Health Songwriter Nights in Nashville. And what they do with that is, you know, they bring a group of artists together, as you'll hear in the conversation. I won't spoil it too much, but they bring a group of artists together. And um, not only do the artists get paid, but they also donate proceeds to various mental health foundations. And as you guys will hear on this podcast, um, you'll hear Jacqueline's story about why this is so important to her, how it's part of who she is, but not only who she is, but also her music and how she's really using her voice quite literally and figuratively to inspire positive change um, and, and, you know, translating, you know, and, and, and channeling that darkness, <clears throat> excuse me, into light with mental health songwriter nights. And, um, uh, you know, I'm really excited to be able to get her on the podcast and, and share her story with you guys. So without further ado, I'm going to shove my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Jacqueline Spencer. Here it is. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for taking the time to do the podcast. Um, I, I was really Really happy that we connected, just learning more about you and, and Mental Health Songwriters Nights in, in Nashville and learning more about you as a singer. So, uh, and again, I had no idea your hubby was in Hollow Wake, so this is really awesome and I'm happy to get you on here. So thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and I feel honored to be speaking with you today. Well, thank you and likewise. Um, so the, the first place I wanted to start with you, just because we have this shared love for music and mental health, and uh, it was cool checking out your songs, and you've got some with your hubby as well, and I, I want to get into this a little bit too as well about how you guys met, because I think it's really cool that, um, 
you know, that you're married to somebody that shares that love for music. That's always cool when you have stuff in common, but especially something like music, I digress. But uh, when, when did you start singing or what was the bug that bit you with music? Has it been there since you were a little kid? Yeah. So if you, if my mom and dad were here, they would tell you I was singing before I could talk. <laughs> um, I've, my dad would be like, yeah, you were really into rock music. And my mom was just like, you just really like to sing. Um, I have the earliest picture or like visual that I've found um, of me with a microphone in my hand was when I was three years old. <laughs> and I was just probably just being like, twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> just singing that scene, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I've been singing my whole life, and I I would have to say, like, my first recollection of a musical inspiration was Celine Dion, um, so I was, like, probably five years old when I watched the Titanic for the first time, and, like, the whole thing shook me as a youngin', um, but, <laughs> um, but it was the song at the end that, like, that like took me over and then I just something about it like I just felt like I wanted to sing like Celine Dion um and so I we lived in this one bedroom apartment my sister mom and I um in the Bronx um and I would just blast that song over and over and over and over again just belting my face off trying to hit those notes um, and that was the start of me wanting to be um, a singer. And like, you know, I think that's what took it from like really enjoying singing and like having this innate like desire to express myself that way to like, I want to do something with this. I want to like, I want to work hard towards being able to sing in a certain way. That's like my first memory of that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> It's really awesome. That was definitely a powerful movie when it came out. Um, I think one of my brothers and my mom went to see that in the theaters, and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go. So I saw it on video, uh, for for the younger people listening. VHS. No, never mind. I won't get into that. But, um, but yeah, we I saw it on video. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that song was everywhere, man. Uh, and Celine, yeah, she definitely has the pipes, man. That that's to to say the least. I mean, she she was hitting high notes on that one. Um, so then, did it just continue to to go from there and and build on it? Like, did you did you start taking voice lessons, or was it just sort of a natural progression of of continuing to sing? Um. So for a while, it was a natural progression. I was like the only musical kid um in my family like my sister liked to sing but she wasn't really like invested in it the way I was um and the rest of like my cousins and my brother were not really like into music like I just was like this sore thumb so I was constantly like learning songs and then like wanting to perform them for my family so like I just like have all these memories growing up like getting my family together in the living room like all right listen to me sing this song um, <laughs> and like constantly putting on a show, um, like I was a little performer all the time, putting on, putting shows together ever since I was little. <laughs> um, and then 
even just like going to the park to like hang out with my friends, I would always be like, all right, guys, we should, we should have like a talent show. <laughs> and like everybody expresses their different talents and mine was always singing, always. Um, and then I would say middle school, um, I had my first solo um, performance for like people other than like my neighborhood friends and family and cousins. Um, and I was super, super nervous. And like half the song was in German, um, <laughs> which was really interesting. Um, and I butchered it. Um, I forgot, like, I was so nervous that I forgot the lyrics. And I just remember like being frozen. And then like my my choir director like mouthing the lyrics to me like <laughs> and then I finally started singing again and it started to come back to me but I was so sad that I butchered my first opportunity <laughs> um and after that I I mean I continued being in choirs afterwards I, I didn't like lose my passion for for music obviously um then I would just say like throughout middle school, I started um, being a part of more serious um, music and singing groups, um, things that like had goals um, and like shows. I did Bye Bye Birdie um, in eighth grade. I did a talent show singing um, an Evanescence song, Bring Me to Life. Um, which Evanescence is probably my second biggest inspiration. Um, probably my first overall, but like second in terms of like chronological order. Um, Shout out Amy Lee. Yes, I love Amy Lee. Um, and then um, I also started writing my own music around like fifth, sixth grade. Um, my I had an aunt that was she was a she wasn't like an aunt by blood she was an aunt by um marriage and she also liked to sing and, and she saw the that I was really passionate about it and she bought me my my first songwriting journal which was really cool um and it's also super embarrassing going back and looking at those songs um like my first one of my first songs that I wrote I don't even know what I was trying to like write about but the lyrics are like whoa you hit me like a crazy ball ouch that hurt <laughs> wow really good um <laughs> Stop it. i think you should bring it back yeah and then um high school is where things got super intense so i joined um competitive um choirs i was in a women's choir i was in madrigals um and I did all state as well. Um, and these were things that like I had to like um, audition to be in. Um, I did some voice lessons. They weren't super consistent. It was mostly like whenever I was struggling to figure something out on my own and I needed the extra support, I would go. Um, and my mom used to give me lunch money um, every week for, um, for food because I had to like buy food in school and sometimes I would like skip buying food and save my money so I could go and like pay for a voice lesson for myself and my mom found out and she got really mad at me um 
Um, but I was so passionate about it. And I did a lot of musical theater. So I'm super theatrical um, in high school. And that also helped me sharpen my skills and grow as a performer. Um, in college, I continued pursuing music um, and doing like different shows. I joined a competitive acapella group called Faux Pas. Um, very, very good at University of Maryland in College Park. Um, and after that, I, that's probably around the time I started pursuing being an independent singer songwriter. Once I graduated college, um, I won this competition that my brother told me I needed to, um, I needed to partake in. And I don't know, like, I'm like, I probably would be here if I didn't do it at some point, but like that was what triggered it for me. I won this huge competition in New York with a radio station called K104.7, um, played at this huge music festival called K-Fest, met a lot of record execs, met a lot of famous people, um, and they all gave me a lot of really great feedback on my music and my vocals, and that really like launched me into the trajectory that I have now been on for eight years. Um, Awesome. I've been for a really, really long time. I've always loved um, English. It was like my favorite, um, one of my favorite subjects in school. I loved poetry. I loved writing stories. Um, and then that all just continued to evolve into songs. And as I grew and um, gained a lot more life experience, like all of my writing also evolved too. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's just been this really natural evolution for me um I've always had the passion and I would say gifts of like singing and writing since like I could remember I've just always loved both um but it's taken this like form of like nature and nurture to get to where I'm at now um so yeah well that's awesome thank you for taking me and the listeners through through how you got to where you are today um and that's pretty that's pretty awesome especially in new york so did you grow up there before you went to college in, in maryland or did you spend your whole life in, in nyc so i was born in new york i was born in the hudson valley um and my parents split when i was two my dad stayed in the hudson valley and my sister and i moved down to the bronx um and we lived in this a building on Pelham Parkway <laughs> um, with my grandparents and an uncle and like it was like half our family was in that building <laughs> um, we're Albanian Montenegrin so we have like our like family is like very 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 close in terms of like our culture um, and then when I was about 11 I think 10 or 11 we moved to California for for a year and then we moved to Maryland um I was in seventh grade and then I was I stayed in Maryland for the rest of middle school high school graduated college there I was there for maybe I think a year or two after I graduated college then I moved back up to New York and I lived with my dad and that was like this combination of like hey I am a young adult I am trying to figure out what I want to do with my life I need to save money and I had no recollection of living with my dad. So ever since like I could remember, I only like remembered spending time with my dad when like, you know, he would pick us up 
on the weekends when we lived in New York or like we would go visit him for holidays when we moved away because my mom had custody. So I wanted this experience living with my dad before I like officially moved out as an adult to lead my own life and get married one day and all these things. So I lived with him for about a year and I worked like three different jobs. I, um, that's also the year it was 2016 into 2017 that I really like honed in on what kind of artist I am and, um, what messages that I wanted to share through my music, the kind of branding, like all of that. I really crafted in that year. Um, and that was a lot of work and a lot of pain, <laughs> um, saved a lot of money, went on a two month road trip around the country to figure out where I was going to relocate. I was really torn between Washington state, Colorado, and then Nashville. And I ended up coming here, um, in early 2018, right after we rang in the new year. Um, and I've been here since. Nice. Yeah, you came here right right in the middle of it starting to boom then. I got here and uh I I was just 8 years uh in October. <laughs> my first I drove down on October 30th and then my first full day as a Nashvilleian ironically was Halloween. So it's kind of a cool anniversary, especially since I love like horror movies and stuff too, but uh but oh, yeah. Cool. That 2015 was when Nashville just started to to start popping. I feel like like the the Gulch too. I I work I work in the Gulch and and um that mm -hmm. that area. I remember my boss driving me through there, and he was like a few years ago, none of this was here, you know. So it's it's been wild to see it grow. I kind of miss old Nashville prices, but we won't get into the real estate market here locally on this one. But but that's cool that. That's cool that you made your way here to the Music City because I've not been to Washington State. Two of my best friends, shout out Dominic and Nicole, I love you guys. Uh, they moved to Portland, so pretty close. They they're in Oregon, and it's it's beautiful out there. The stuff that they post is just gorgeous. Um, and I think I was always drawn to it since I was a kid because two of my favorite movies of all time are Stand by Me and The Goonies, and they were both like filmed out there. Um, the Goonies was Astoria, Oregon, I believe, and. Um, stand by me was parts of the Northwest. I digress. And I've never been there. I, I, I can't wait to go visit those guys, but, and then Colorado, I went to, uh, with my ex, uh, four years ago and it was, it was awesome. I always wanted to go out there because the part of Ohio I'm from is really flat. So it's like, even when I came to Nashville, I'm like, Oh my God, the Hills. Like I was, I was blown away by like the Hills here. So, but I'm glad that I ended up in uh, Tennessee, but but that's cool. Yeah, you you got to Nashville right right in the middle. I feel like of everything starting to really grow a lot here, uh, which there's good and bad that comes with that, right? I think what's cool about it is there's a lot of people here uh, chasing their dreams, and there's a lot of creativity here. Um, there's a lot of people who are who are artistic. Certainly more than where I'm from in Ohio, anyway. Not to knock my hometown, but it's it's not it's not a creative hub you know, and it's, it's cool yeah. to be here. Like we were talking about before the jump, like when I saw hollow wake at the, at that festival in August and going back and forth between the exit in and the end and, and seeing all these different bands and seeing the bands all supporting each other. That's really cool. But winning that contest in New York, I wanted to touch on that. Uh, you mentioned, um, you know, uh, rubbing elbows with with a lot of people in the industry. Were there any in particular, and you don't have to name names if you don't want to, but were there any in particular as far as advice 
or um, just a good vibe mm -hmm. that stood out that that kind of, you know, lifted your spirits even more than just winning the competition and really gave you the confidence like, yes, this is this is I've won this thing, but the, these words really helped me or this interaction really helped me. Um, I would actually say there was a <clears throat> record label, Warner Brothers um, executive that um, just had incredible things to say to me. Um, and he was really encouraging um, and gave me really good advice. Um, and just told me that like, I needed, if I, if I wanted to take this seriously to just keep going no matter what. Um, and that really, me. and that's something that like, I feel like I'm never, never going to forget. That's cool. I feel like we all, we all have those people that, um, you know, even if you are a confident person and you believe in yourself, there's always there's always somebody that whether you want to call it the universe or God, like I feel like that comes through in in different waves and in different ways with d different people. And there's always people that kind of give you that nudge of like either reassuring you that the path that you're on is good or redirecting your path to like this is what you should be doing. Um, so that's that's really cool. So how far into into Nashville? Because I know was it was it 2017 you had an EP. Right? Did that was that before? If if my Spotify knowledge is serving me right, um, yeah. when I was putting out your music, so was that that was right before you moved here that you did that? I had an EP called Warrior that I released in 2016, um, and then in 2017, it was taken down because I changed my credit card through my music distribution company and forgot to put the new one. Oh. <laughs> And like I, um, so when the annual, they'd like take out an annual fee to keep your music out there. And um, so when that came around, I hadn't uploaded it. I hadn't had my new card on there. So my music was taken down. Um, and I was trying to figure out like, okay, so my music was taken down. I'm going to need to put it back up, but I'm trying to, I've been trying to figure out how to put it back out in a way that kind of suits the branding that I now have because the first EP that I released was just kind of like four songs that don't they're like they're each individually I think pretty good songs but they don't really they sound like four different genres and it's this like hodgepodge of like music that I created and I just was really excited to have this first release so I've gone back and forth with like okay is there a way for me to redistribute this that like fits my branding or should I just put it out and be like, yep, look at all my growth. <laughs> um, I've gone back and forth and I've had different advice given to me about how to go about that. But my first EP that's out, that's like that you can actually listen to and is still out there and I will continue to pay for <laughs> um, and stay out is um, part of my 17 reasons why series. And that was actually released in, um, January 2019 I started writing it in um, 2017 um, started working on producing it in 2017 all the way up to the end of 2018 and released it in early in January 2019 and that's the first like project that I would say um, that's like officially out there that's like a, that's like a part of like 
who I am as an artist and my branding. Where before it was like I was writing songs and just wanted to put something out there under my name that I thought was really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because some of my faves from from listening to your work was uh, Live Loved. That's an awesome one. Uh, you have My Mind probably is my favorite. You go to like another level on that one. That That's like crazy. Your range on that one is pretty awesome. Uh, I think the latest one is Game Over. That was the one where you, you did with Hollow Wake. And you guys did, yeah. did a music video where you had like the the life-size chess pieces and like the there was like that dinner uh or like meal setting thing I, that that was cool i want to touch on that too that that was that was a lot of cool stuff going on in that video and then uh got queen you did with with bobby and that music video is cool there was um was it you or somebody else that was doing was it somebody else doing like the interpretive dance throughout the video yeah so i did like there was in one part where her and i were mirroring each other um and but I was also in it, but she was the the dancer that we hired to like interpret that role in the video. Yeah, that was cool, man. Um, but th those were the ones that 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 stuck out when I started uh, checking out your musical catalog. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's cool that that you've had the courage to just go after your gift. Um, you know, I think that's definitely something that I've struggled with, and I think a lot of people struggle with is just. And, and and it's kind of a good segue into mental health, which I know means a lot to you and and a big reason, the central reason why we're doing the show. And thank you again so much for the time, Jacqueline. This is awesome. Um, but uh, but I think for a lot of people and for a lot of us, it's getting out of our own way. You know, we mm -hmm. all have um, intrusive thoughts. I struggle. I struggle with those as well um, and not going down the rabbit hole with those. And, you know, because the mind's a powerful thing, good or bad. You know, we can convince ourselves of a lot of stuff. You know, and I admire people who have like that irrational confidence because I'm like, man, I want that, you know, um, but but for me, it's always been a struggle like the other way and getting out of my own way and having the confidence to even do stuff like this. Um, I've always been kind of like a like an extroverted introvert, and I prefer um, more individual interactions or small groups of people. And like when I was a kid, I've I've always had anxiety since I was a kid. And I don't know really where it comes from. I mean, there's worriers in my family. Um, there's definitely, like, I, my parents have varying degrees of anxiety and worry. But I try not to look at it look at it as, like, a source of blame. You know what I mean? It's like, if, if you have it, you just have it. Um, I digress. But when I was a kid, I didn't really know what it was. So I would just avoid things. You know, school dances were terrifying. You know what I mean? Big social settings were terrifying. So there's a lot of stuff that I avoided. And then the older that you get, the more you realize your comfort zone is actually kind of like the worst thing because you you limit yourself. And as long as you stay in that little box and don't try to get out of it, like it can kind of reinforce those fears the more you avoid them. And so it's only, you know, really as I've kind of gone through adulthood and, you know, I came to Nashville not really knowing anybody fell in love, got my heart broken, not saying that for sympathy for, for you or any of the listeners It happens to the best of us. Um, mm -hmm. And then experienced more death than I'd ever experienced in 2021 in the wake of that breakup. And it really kind of put me in this shell and like that combined with COVID. And, you know, even though I like my alone time as like an introvert, that, that forced, 
you know, being alone is, is a lot different. And I think it just brought out a lot of stuff. So that's a long way of me saying like, I'm finally at a place I feel like in my, in my mid thirties where I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I, I feel like I'm on the path of doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and this podcast is, you know, something selfishly that I do because I love to do it. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's something that I want to leave behind um, and, and the theme of the show, I hope it really connects with people. So it's been cool to see it grow. Um, but we're not here to talk about me. I'm only saying all that to relate to you because I know mental health is big for you as well. And we touched on it a little bit before we even hit record. And obviously you're doing the mental health songwriter nights, but, um, and you can go as deep or as shallow as you want to Jacqueline, because I don't want to like, you know, make you uncomfortable, but for you, in addition mm. to your journey as a singer and as a as an artist, w- what has that mental health journey been like to you? And 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 how did it lead to starting the mental health songwriter nights in in Nashville? Okay, um, thank you for sharing everything that you did. Uh, your story is really beautiful. Um, so I, I'm always worried I rant too much, but thank you. <laughs> um. I'm a feelings person. Um, I my th- I've been in therapy consistently because I've been in, in it before, but it wasn't consistent, but consistently um, for over three and a half years now. <clears throat> and it's been life changing for me. So I have always been really sensitive, um, never knew what to call it, never, you know felt like I had the space to explore my sensitivity, never felt accepted for it, um, was shamed constantly growing up. Um, like I, I definitely grew up in a family that would just constantly tell me I was too sensitive to like stop crying and basically like be tough. <laughs> and it's just like, um, I always like, felt like there was something wrong with me because I'm like I am strong like I want to be strong um I want to persevere I want to have resilience uh but like it seems like God didn't make me that way and like what's wrong with me like why can't I be strong and my therapist helped me break free from that and she's like who told you you're not strong and I'm like well how can I be when I'm so sensitive and she's like Um, so basically she's helped me name a lot of things that I needed help naming when I was younger. Um, so I'm a highly sensitive personality, HSP, which is not a disorder. It's just a personality type. I'm a personality nerd. So I'm about to get a little nerdy and deep with you. Um, on the Enneagram, I'm a four wing three which is the individualist um slash romantic we're super sensitive and then the three is like the performer slash achiever um and I like as I've like grown up and tried to understand the way I was wired I've also grown an understanding like wait a minute you're strong by going like through things and being willing to face them and being willing to be honest with what comes up because if you don't and you just try to like, you know, just tough it out and brush things under the rug and act like things don't matter when they really do, you just end up becoming this like hard shell. And then like, 
you feel empty inside because you haven't nurtured all of the emotions, like the God-given emotions that you've been given. And I think that that's been the key on my mental health journey to reclaiming my sensitivity um, as something that is powerful and strong, not weak, um, is that feelings are not bad, nor are they good like they're they're they are tools and as they come up we are designed to be able to feel them because they're telling us something and then we draw in our reasoning and we figure out okay like why am I feeling this what am I supposed to do with this as kids growing up we're supposed to have like parents come alongside us guide us teach us how to do that not shame us for for the way that we express our feelings and I don't know about you, but my parents were not very good at that. Um, so I would say like I had a really hard upbringing um, and not just with that. I experienced a lot of um, a lot of trauma. I was diagnosed in the last few years with complex PTSD, CPTSD. Um, and I've just experienced physical trauma, emotional trauma, psychological trauma, like all these you freaking name, I've, I've experienced it. Um, I've witnessed a lot of it. Um, a lot of really awful things happened. Um, some things that I saw, some things that I had a feeling were going on in with my family, but nobody wanted to talk about it. And then things that I learned about now as an adult that some other family members are coming out of the woodworks being like, hey, by the way, this is what happened. And I'm like, cool, that makes sense putting all the puzzle pieces together. Um, but life for me has been incredibly complex. I mean, my parents split when I was two. My dad it, was born here in America. He was brought up in a Catholic family. Um, and then my mom was an immigrant from Montenegro, brought up in a Muslim family. So there was a lot of um, division just ever since I was little, constantly like being torn apart just from the get-go, um, and I never really felt safe. I never felt like I was accepted. I never really felt like there was room for me. I always felt like I was a burden, that my feelings were too much, and that asking for anything was me being needy, and that was something that I really, it took a while for me to, like, grow in and be able to, like, accept that, like, wait, we're designed to have needs and I'm not being needy. Um, so as I continue to like dive deeper into my past and then also like, you know, we still have things coming up as we're healing because we continue to live our lives and we'll have issues come up in the future. Um, I've grown in accepting myself and realizing that like, um, the problem isn't like the way that you are wired and who you are. And the only way to grow and heal is through compassion, which my therapist also taught me that. My therapist is amazing. Um, <laughs> and so there's this book that I need to like shout out because it has inspired so much growth in me and a lot of my music that I've been writing. And it's... um. It's about spiritual boundaries. Um, it's called Boundaries of, of the Soul um, by, hold on, let me look it up really quick. So, Cause I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna mess this up and it's important. Um, it is, 
Boundaries for Your Soul by Dr. Allison Cook. So, um, and it goes into like all the different parts of our soul and how like there isn't a bad part and the issues that come up and all of the like, you know, unresolved trauma that we experience is when we're not willing to like normalize and sit with those hard parts of ourselves. Um, for instance, like take people pleasing as an example, and that's something that I've struggled with and I still face and it still comes up. Um, like I was taught that I need to be passive, don't be confrontational, like keep your mouth shut. <laughs> um, don't talk too loud, don't talk too much. Um, just a lot of rules around how to be. Um, and you know, as an adult, like you need to be able to be assertive and you need to be able to communicate your boundaries. And um, I think that I just like hushed a lot of that down. And when it would come up that I needed to say something, I felt like I was being a bad person. But the reality is like, you're not, and you can actually end up being a people pleaser, too passive, which en ends up leading to a lot of other issues because you're denying a part of yourself that's really important. So this book um, teaches you to like sit with all the different parts that come up, befriend them. Um, you don't let any one, any single one take the lead. It's like you kind of set yourself apart from them and you sit with them like you would like a little toddler who's working through anger and frustration because their little sister stole their favorite toy and, or sadness. And it's like, how would you sit with them? Are you gonna yell at them and tell them like they're not allowed to be angry? Or are you gonna be like, it's okay to be angry? like? I get angry too, let's talk about it and normalize it and work through it. Um, and so I'm basically like reparenting a lot of parts of myself and that's helped me heal and grow. Um, and when it comes to like how this is impacting my music, um, there's another book that I read, <laughs> I'm a big book reader, um, that also inspired me and it draws Jesus into it a lot too. I'm a Christian. Um, so my faith is a really big part of everything that I do. And in this book, it talks about living from a place of knowing that you are always loved. And that love for me, like the source comes from God, because I'd like to like think that I'm unconditionally loving myself. But again, I don't know about you, but I don't always feel like I love myself. Sometimes I feel like I hate myself. Sometimes I'm really frustrated with myself so I'm like how do I keep making the same mistake over and over and over again this is so frustrating like I feel like I've worked on this Ugh. um but like the only the only one that like loves me unconditionally that isn't going to like you know hold anything against me is God and when I like sit with that it's like I'm just overwhelmed with this deep compassion for myself that I can't find unless I align with that like energy and that spirit um and it's from there that I heal it's from there that I'm I grow in confidence it's from that space that I'm able to create beautiful artwork that inspires others to do the same and so I have implemented this like logo um or not logo slogan um essentially through my music and it's to live loved which you listen to one of my songs that like 
is titled Live Loved. And um, I feel like that is like the simplest way that I can communicate mental health, living from a healthy place. It's like when you live from a place of knowing that you are always loved, like that is like the best space to live from. And so everything that I write, um, all of my branding, everything I put out is like communicated from that authentic space within me with the hope that I'm going to inspire that in other people. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of, um, not a lot, I've had some pushback um, when I put out songs that people don't expect me to put out, like You Can't Have My Mind. Um, and there's another one I put out called Terrible Liar. Um, and there's just some, they get a little angsty and they're like, you know, you promote like these messages about like love and faith. And I'm like, continue. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So like, this just seemed like, you know, just you okay. But I'm like, oh, you mean I'm human? Like, that's the entire point. I'm like, I'm really glad you noticed. Um, I'm like, what I'm doing is working like the entire point in the in the music that I release is to actually normalize the paradox of emotions and experiences um, of what it really means to be a healthy human being because mental health well-being all of that doesn't just mean being positive all the time being happy all the time like we have those other emotions for a reason and I and I'm going to continue like sharing that message um and I hope that it helps you on your journey and if it doesn't so sorry um but, but this is my story um and so you know that's kind of how my mental health journey evolved a little bit of my backstory um I also struggle with OCT um obsessive compulsive thinking which like is essentially a ton of ruminating and um I think a big part of that just has to do with trying like I, I just remember for the first like year of me being in therapy like I would just tend to end my sessions like asking my therapist do you think I'm a good person <laughs> like constantly like do you think I'm a good person like I feel like I'm not a good person and ruminating on every single mistake I made, which makes me this perfectionist. And I'm not perfect, like whatsoever, but in my brain, I'm constantly trying to be like good all the time. And it turns me into like this obsessive compulsive thinker. I like, you know, ruminate on like conversations I've had. And I'm like, man, I wish I didn't say that. Like they're gonna hate me or whatever. And I don't give myself grace and room to be human. So I'm working on that. Um, and therapy and it doesn't like you know I think that being a lot of times people will take like oh like I'm just human and then like slap that on as an excuse to like continue to hurt people and it's like no like that's kind of part of the like tension here is like you need to be able to experience like being human in compassion and grace while you are reflecting on mistakes and things that you can grow in um, and, you know, choosing to grow through that. Otherwise you kind of just stay stuck. Um, so like, that's like a balance that I feel like every human being works on um, in their own like personal, very personal ways. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Oh, you're good. You're good. I appreciate you you sharing all that, Jacqueline. And I, I can 
I can relate, man. Like I have really good parents. Um, my, mine divorced when I was, when I was 11. Um, you know, and it's not until really, like I said, that I became, that I became an adult that I, you know, realized how much, and I had a great childhood, you know what I mean? But, and, and they, and they were really good to us. Um, but I also had that, that element of, you know, feeling like, or being made to feel like not necessarily for my parents, but like, Hey, you just kind of rub some dirt on it, you know, um, emotions, you know, especially as a dude, it's like, you know, there's, there's part of that, that I think a lot of, a lot of dudes can relate to as far as feeling like, Hey, you got to be a robot. Um, and, and again, I'm not trying to make this about me, but just relating to what you, you said that it, it stuck out to me from your childhood about having like, Hey, there's a certain way you have to be, you know, um, and uh, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, being made to feel like, hey, there's this is this is kind of the box that you have to be put in. Um, and I also relate to the ruminating man. Like I, I feel like I'm like the um, the king of ruminating in, in in a lot of ways, man. Um, where where it's just like, yeah, you get you you have these thought loops that just play in your head, and and that's that's where I realized I needed help. Was like I can't. You know, they were they were becoming, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the right word to say they were intruding on on my day to day life, you know, and getting in the way of of, you know, just just functioning in a healthier way. So I'm glad that that you're at a place where you've been able to, you know, be able to get properly diagnosed and that you're talking to a therapist that that you trust that can help you work through these things and be able to express your emotions. Um that sucks that you got negative feedback about about the the more angsty songs because as a as a heavy music fan it's like i always tell people that um and not even that those songs are like heavy i mean you're not doing like hardcore vocals you know what i mean but like those <laughs> those like heavy music has always been a positive release of of negative emotion for me and that's how i describe it to people um uh, I'm sure Bobby can probably relate to that too, because he has the pipes. He can he can sing, but he can also do those those heavier vocals. And you're like, oh my god, that's so awesome. Um, and and it's it's just a healthy expression to to get that stuff out. And like you said, I think that's an important thing you touched on. Is you know we're human, man. Like you know even if you're a positive person, that doesn't mean that you're going to be positive all the time. And and I'm interested to check out that book you mentioned, and I hope the listeners do too about the different parts of your soul because. You know, I, I really believe, you know, I mean, I believe in a higher power. I, I believe in God. I was raised Catholic. Um, there's certain things from my upbringing that I like about that. Um, I'm no longer a practicing Catholic. I I started going to a non-denominational church down here and met some good people through that. And um, I'm not I'm not in touch with them as much anymore, which is par partially on me. But I digress. But um, but that church, I felt like was more. um kind of come as you are more what I, I kind of think God would be like, or Jesus would be like if they were walking the earth right now, where it's not so much about how you dress and how you look and stand up, sit down, obey guilt. There's a lot of guilt in Catholicism and don't send me hate male Catholic people. Uh, Cause if it works for you, that's great. But there was just parts of that, that I kind of separated with. I digress, but um, a long way of me saying in response to everything that you said that one, thank you for sharing it. Um, cause you, you didn't, you didn't have to. Um, and I know it's, you know, talking about these things though is important. And that's why I do this show because I, I feel like there's a lot of people who were either made to feel like when they were younger too, they couldn't express their emotions, especially if they were negative 
or they struggled with things and they didn't know why. Like, I remember the first panic attack I had, it was terrifying, you know, oh and people who never figure that out. So they, they either avoid those things. Like my first one was in a restaurant when I was a kid. So then I didn't like to like go out to eat. And then there'd be people that were like, what's up with Mike? You know? Cause like, if I did go out, I wouldn't eat. And they're like, dude, what's, what's wrong. And then that makes it worse. Cause it's like, I already feel like it, like, like, you know, an idiot because I have this. And when you reinforce me being a weirdo, like, you know, or making me feel like a weirdo, cause I have this, it just, it just amplifies it. It's like putting gasoline on a fire. So anyway, uh, it's a long uh, response to, to what you said, but I'm, I'm, I appreciate you sharing your mental health journeys, Jacqueline. And, and I, I, I'm glad that you're at a place where, you know, one that you're talking about it, but two that, that you're helping other people. Um, because it's it's important. I, I I really feel like I was telling this to one of my best friends the other day. I think there's a lot of people who would still be here. Um, there's a lot of relationships that would still exist and and exist healthily if 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 people would just talk to each other and and knew how to express themselves. So, uh, I yeah. Appreciate it. I have like tears in my eyes. So beautiful. Um, thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. One of I'm gonna get a little emotional. Um, yeah, one of my biggest motivators, um, is, um, my cousin who, um, passed away from suicide, um, about a week before my first 17 Reasons Why EP came out. And it was this wild experience for me. And I don't, like my whole family struggled and still does struggle with it like this is on my dad's side and um our family dynamic will never be the same um and I just remember like feelings like almost like I was in the twilight zone because I was releasing this music that so the number 17 mean to me on a spiritual level I like have this uh, this relationship with this number or basically I feel like God talks to me through this number um you can judge that if you want but <laughs> it oh. to me means you are where you're supposed to be and I basically flipped have you ever seen 13 reasons why on um I think it was on Netflix a while ago I don't know if it still is I've not I've not watched it Mainly because I feel like I know it's going to be heavy, and and so I I'll 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 get to it though. Especially now that you're saying it to me, I feel like it's the, the universe's way of kind of telling me I need to watch it. But I digress. So okay, so I went through this awful, awful, awful breakup, um, end of 2017, and I like need to cry to get through my feelings. I need to let it out, and so I like binged all of 13 reasons why in like a week and I felt so much better which is crazy but I remember feeling super like you know um heartbroken over the story and essentially this girl like communicated 13 different reasons why she felt like she needed to take her life which you know when someone takes their life they don't feel like they belong here they don't feel like they're supposed to be here you know so many different versions of I feel like the same story and um so part of my like live loved messages and all of that like I 
I decided to start this project called 17 Reasons Why. And I'm actually going to be releasing the final EP to the entire series this upcoming year, which is mind blowing. <laughs> um, but it's to flip the story and it's to communicate. Here's all these different reasons why you are where you're supposed to be. And it was just so crazy that a week before I released the first EP, my cousin dies. And it's through like exactly what I'm trying to like, I can't prevent it. Um, I can't stop it. But like you said, like if I'm like, I constantly reflect back and I'm like, man, like I'm releasing this music to help people like, are going through exactly what he went through. And it just kind of like continues to fuel the fire for me when I remember um, what happened. Um, and it allows me to persevere. And then, and I just know that there's like people out there who need to know they're not alone the way they might um and that they are special and that they bring beautiful meaningful things to this world um and that if you feel really hard things like there's nothing wrong with you for that um so yeah like I definitely resonate with what you're doing um I sh I've suffered from panic attacks that have kept me from a lot of things in my past or just slowed things down like getting my license it took until I was like I think um almost 22 years old 21 22 years old to get my license um because I would have a panic attack I had to renew my permit like three times <laughs> um and it took me a really long time to get comfortable driving on the highway I was like terrified of the highway and I'd have to pull over often and do my deep breathing. Um, then I experienced a shooting um, when I worked in this mall. And that only made anxiety, PTSD, panic attacks worse. And I, I would go, I would, I started going to the doctor a little too often, thinking I was having a heart attack, but I wasn't. It was panic attacks, which was this crazy experience and you may have experienced that too where you're like oh my gosh am I dying is this a heart attack like it's really 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 scary and they do all of the testing and it's like nope it's a panic attack but it's so intense and it's definitely messed with um a lot of like my hormones and like I I feel like I now have to do extra work um and eat differently to like maintain a sort of balance so that I don't constantly feel on edge and anxious because of a lot of like the anxiety and trauma that I've been through in my past like it's it all affects you um so yeah thank you for doing what you do I think it's awesome and I'm so grateful that like our stories have aligned and crossed paths so I think that this is really beautiful well, thank you, uh, and and I I'm so sorry for for your loss. Genuinely, um, I I appreciate you opening up about that. And I, um, yeah, I I I read that you know suicide prevention is is something that means a lot to you, and and even the organizations that that you've contributed some of the proceeds from your music to. Um, 
So, uh, you know, I, I figured there, there was a, a connection there. Uh, but obviously I, I, you know, I don't ever want to press people on, on traumatic things. Uh, but it is important to talk about this stuff and I'm, I appreciate you sharing it and that, that we arrived there organically in the conversation. And I'm really sorry for your loss because I, I can't imagine what that's like. Um, you know, death, death, death is hard no matter when it comes, but especially with something like that. But I, I think the fact that um, you're carry on that legacy through your music and um, you're doing the work that you're doing with mental health songwriter nights with Nashville. Um, I know that they're, they're proud of you and, and what you're doing without even knowing them. Um, um, I'm, I know that, that, that light is shining brightly in, in what you're doing and, the impact that you're making. Um, and I told you, I get you out of here at seven, but I feel like we could talk for a really long time, but I know, that, I know that you, um, you got off of work and you're doing this on a Friday night. So I don't want to keep you too long. Um, but I just wanted to say genuinely, I I'm really sorry for your loss, but I think it's really awesome that you you're turning that negative into a positive with your music and, and the mental health songwriters nights. Uh, um, I know that you've, you've already raised, in, in what a, a year and a half march 2022 you guys started doing that and it's already what over 3400 dollars. that's really awesome so um so yeah i i don't really know what to say you know because um uh i i'm an empath and and um you know i i've i've lost people close to me but but i i don't know what that's like and i'm i'm truly sorry but i'm i'm so happy you should clean it that you have an outlet for your music uh that you got an awesome husband who 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 I know is is helping you with this stuff as well, and um, that you have a platform and a voice that's reaching people. And so, um, without even knowing them, I know I know that they would be really proud of you, and they're still with you. So I think that's really cool. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, my mental health songwriter nights have been amazing. Um, I launched them in March twenty twenty two. And they, like singer songwriter nights are pretty popular out here in Nashville, but I always found myself being like, again, like the oddball. Cause I was like talking about things that like were really different compared to like whatever other songwriters were talking about. And I always ended up like bringing up mental health and there weren't a lot of other people when I would go out talking about mental health. Um, and they just like, you know, they're like, oh, we got to keep our audience just like having fun and happy. And I'm like, where are the artists that like want to talk about this like really meaningful stuff? So I decided to launch these mental health songwriter nights to provide all the artists that um, do write about mental health and things that um, are really meaningful to them, a platform to be able to share that. Um, and to also give back to our artist community. So we not only donate to mental health organizations, but we also give money to our artists that perform. So it's it's like a double-sided coin there. We, we support our communities, our artist communities, and then we also support mental health um, through donating a portion of our proceeds and also providing a bunch of like um, donation opportunities and really fun raffles at our events. I have had so much fun with these raffles. Um, like these are all these fundraising ways that we are able to raise money for mental health causes and organizations that 
I think are like the hands and feet out there, like the therapists out there that are doing the work, um, that are helping people and making a difference in that field. So, you know, we raise the awareness, we raise the money, we provide a platform um, to be able to support the people out there who are doing what my therapist is doing and what your therapist is doing. And sometimes we get super, like once in a while, I'll have someone come to me um, and share like something really personal with them that they're going through um, and how like money could, they're not necessarily asking me to like, to um, benefit them through these nights. They just share their story and then I choose to benefit them. Um, so we benefited um, this artist duo back in November. One of them had a lot of, has like a lot of medical issues and her medical bills are like insane. So we chose to benefit her at an event. Me, like when you're benefiting someone by helping them pay their medical bills, you are absolutely helping their mental health. Um, Mia Cirillo was a victim of um, uh, one of the shootings back in 2022. Um, and um, she she survived the shooting but she had like a lot of injuries like she's she's a kid um and um she her family said that they needed support with the, her medical bills and therapy she was going to need therapy um so we ended up supporting them at one of our events um donating to their gofundme that they had set up um so like there's opportunities for us to donate on like a big level to like these bigger organizations on more of like a community level to like therapy um, and counseling centers in our community and then on a really personal level when somebody in our community is in need um, and to me that's just being Christ-like so yeah well that's really awesome and um, you know you're a survivor, man, and 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 I'm glad that um that you know like like I said that you're turning the the negatives into a positive and that you're helping people. It's it's really awesome, and um you know I I just think it's cool that um that you're using your platform to connect with people in a positive way. You know that you pursue something that you loved. Um, um there's a really cool quote from Denzel. I I shouldn't really say quote. It's like a cool um. It's a cool clip that you can find on YouTube. Um, if I can find it, I'll, I'll link it in the description when this podcast comes out, just because I think it's it's it ties into your story too. But it's like, especially since you're a spiritual person and, and your faith is really important to you. But he's basically talking to this group of kids and he's saying, the things that you didn't ask for that you're naturally drawn to, those those are proof positive from God that that's what you're supposed to go for. So whether it's music, whether it's art, whatever gift that is, that's, that's there, you know, and, um, you know, you persevered through that first performance in middle school, uh, which, you know, I, I used to, I did a couple plays when I was younger, just cause it was funny to like do stuff in front of my class. And then I was like terrified when all the parents would show up. So I had a very short lived and terrible career in, um, <laughs> uh, Jacqueline, but, uh, but, you know, to go through everything, um, just to bring a little levity to it, uh, to what we're talking about, but I think it's cool that you've persevered and that you're here. Um, I, I really appreciate the time. And uh, for people who aren't aware of what you're doing, 
I'll put the links in the podcast description, but let them know where they can find you and what you're doing with uh, Mental Health Songwriter Nights and your music. Yeah. Um, so both my artist information and my mental health songwriter information, um, song, songwriter nights information are on Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, my artist handle is I am Jacquelina. So that's spelled I-A-M-Z-H-A-K-L-I-N-A. Um, and then my mental health songwriter nights handle is mental health songwriter nights. That's it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And as far as like, if you're interested, if you're an artist listening to this or somebody who would like to be um, a part of my mental health songwriter nights events in some way, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I do have a website, www.shaklina.com, where you can find information on my music as well as my events. Um, you can reach out to me through email, jaclina.booking at gmail.com um, for anything you'd like to connect with me on. And you can find all my music on all music platforms under my artist name, Jaclina, Z-H-A-K-L-I-N-A. Righty dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Jacquelina Spencer. Make sure you go follow her on Instagram at I am Jacquelina, and that is spelled Z H A K L I N A. And also go follow at Mental Health Songwriter Nights on Instagram as well. The links to all of her stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of that podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support Jacquelina and everything they're doing over there for Mental Health Songwriter Nights. I want to say the next one is going to be Valentine's Day 2024, if my memory serves me right. But either way, in any instance, go follow those links and support what she's doing. Um, it's 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 really awesome, man. Like I, I couldn't think of a better episode to close out the end of this year, truly, than to have somebody on here who is using her voice for positive change and to help spread awareness and support mental health. It's, um, as you guys heard her personal story, uh, as to, as to why she's doing all this, I, I just think it's a great example of, of the meaning of this podcast, March 4th, persevere, move forward. You know, um, we all go through varying degrees of darkness in our lives and it always really inspires me when I see people like Jacquelina who are able to take the difficulties uh, and and the hardships that they that they've gone through and translate it and channel it into something positive. So I just want to say thank you once again, Jacquelina, for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story with myself and the listeners. Uh, I know it's not easy going to those places, but at the same time, um, it's important to talk about these subjects and spread awareness. And I, I think what you and Bobby are doing. Uh, and everybody who's involved with Mental Health Songwriter Nights in Nashville, man, I, I just think it's really awesome. So thank you so much. Yeah, man, please, please go support her, y'all. You know, she's she's doing great work. And uh, I'm really excited for what they have in store for 2024. Also, she just announced on her Instagram that she's got a new single coming out in 2024. It's going to be January 12th, if uh, my memory serves me right on that as well. And before 2024 gets here, Jacqueline has got a show uh, on, on December 30th at the Cobra in Nashville. So again, check out 
check out the links uh, to to what I shared in the podcast description. You'll have all that information. But uh, it's just cool when you come across other good people who who are trying to use their platforms for positivity and for change, man. You know, not to sound self righteous, but you know, March fourth. That's exactly what this podcast is about. It's about perseverance. It's about moving forward. Um, as you guys know, I've spoken a lot about mental health on this show, um, not just my own struggles and, and issues with anxiety and, and obsessive compulsive tendencies and stuff, but, but also guests on the show and, and what they've gone through. And, um, you know, I don't do it, uh, in an exploitative way. You know, this isn't uh, stuff that's, that's done it from that place at all. It's really done out of wanting to bring awareness to the fact that we all have the ability to persevere, to move forward, to march forth. And we all go through darkness to get to the light, man, and, and to let our light shine. And um, everybody goes through varying degrees of, of dark times in their lives. But uh, talking about those things and sharing how, you know, you're getting through it and how you're trying to translate it into something positive, as Jacqueline has done with her time and her voice and her talent, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing at the end of the day to be able to do that. So I feel very fortunate to have this platform and uh, to see it continuing to grow, it's very humbling. So thank you to all of you who who take the time to listen, like, and subscribe, and share it. It truly means the world, and and it wouldn't be possible w without great guests like Shaklina and and great listeners like all of you. So as I close out 2023, I really just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to each and every one of you. I love you all, and I, I can't wait for for what 2024 has in store. I hope you're excited for the new year as well. And, uh, you know, if you're out there, man, and you're struggling, just know that you are loved, you're worthy, you're worth it. And there's a lot of people rooting for you who care about you. And, um, you know, please, please don't shy away from, from speaking about how you feel. You know, I know it, it takes time to open up and, and to trust other people, but we all have, uh, people in our lives who, who, you know, want to see us shine and want to see us, you know, glow and, and, and see us grow and, and, and you know, be the best version of ourselves. So uh, as somebody who's had a, a tough few years on an emotional level, um, you know, I, I had some some dark days, man, and there were people, there not were, there are people in my life who, who have been there for me through it all, and they know who they are and how much I love them, and I know how much they love me. So um, if you're struggling, just don't quit, man. You have a light, you're here for a purpose, and um, there are a lot of people who want to help you discover it. And that will make you feel stronger than you maybe feel right now, man. So please just, please just stay tough and and don't be afraid to speak up and and share what's going on, man. Because we're we're here for love and support. Uh, so that's gonna be a wrap, man. Uh, the last episode of 2023. Uh, once again, thank you to Jacqueline at I am Jacqueline on Instagram at Mental Health Songwriter Nights on Instagram. She's got a show 12:30 at the Cobra in Nashville. New single coming January 12th. Uh, more stuff to come with Mental Health Songwriter Nights, so stay tuned for all of that. And uh, once again, you can follow me at March 4th Pod on YouTube and Instagram. My website is march4th.podbean.com, and uh, all those links are in the podcast description as well. But that's a wrap on the show for 2023. I can't believe it. We've got a new year coming, and uh, I, I'm just really excited, man. I love you all. Keep the faith and be kind. To one another. I hope that everybody has a very, very happy new year. Courtesy of Jacqueline, here is her song, You Can't Have My Mind. Peace. <laughs>